And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the broadcast. We are live on YouTube and Facebook. Comments are active. Chat's live. If you want to participate in the conversation, if you are not live with us, you can uh, leave us a comment still or send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com, and we will respond as we're able. We're on all the social media, so subscribe to us over there, various different places, connect with us, and of course we do invite you to subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, one of them just went out this past weekend, we're going to try using that a little bit more frequently this year. And uh, if you are of the podcast persuasion, you want to listen to us rather than, you know, sit and look at my ugly mug, you can do that. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Double Twitch, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Pocket Cast are all the different places where you can see, uh, listen to those. Just search Sci-Fi for me and you will find us there. We try to make it easy. So, uh, so there we are uh again no show on thursday because uh we're going to a funeral and and i saw sci-fi snobs uh condolences yesterday that's uh that is appreciated and what uh what what i i i it took me a little bit to come up with something to talk about today because it was kind of a little bit of a dry spell. There's a, there's plenty of things going on, uh, but they're news items, and this isn't really you know reporting the news kind of a show. Hello, Robert in the chat. Welcome. And I I was thinking about it, and, and today is a very very busy packed day because as soon as I'm done with this uh, with this hour, uh, I'm recording a show for tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's program. And then we're also doing prep for Salacious Crumbs, and I've got a doctor's appointment. So, I mean, it's just go, 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 go. And I'm thinking, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. But then it hit me. Over the weekend, I had the opportunity to uh, uh, appear on a couple of different streams. Uh, I was on the LCS guys with Critical Blast Saturday night. And then Saturday night, late night, uh, I jumped on in the Echo Base Network stream. Uh, They had an open mic night so i jumped in there for a little bit and we talked star wars and the besides the gamestop situation and we talked about that yesterday there's a lot of back and forth among star wars fans about where john favreau sits in all of this where the mandalorian is going and you know there's a lot of chatter you know favreau has confirmed the sequel trilogy well I got to thinking about this, and as we're putting together the show for tonight, and you know, looking at various different news items and whatnot, we haven't really had much of a chance to discuss this. And and on the Ranker Pit, we try to keep things a little bit more lighthearted and fun. Uh, 
uh, when we can. I know um, I'm usually the one that uh, is the downer in the group, having having various different topics that uh, could be discussed, but some people don't want to discuss them that much because they're not fun. And when you sit and talk about the Civil War inside Lucasfilm and the various factions that are at odds with each other, that's not a fun conversation to be having. And, and I can understand some people want to shy away from it. And some people take to it like a duck to water. They, they thrive on the chaos. They thrive on the drama. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not wanting to be one of those either. And I certainly don't want to put fuel on the fire here uh, with, with, with this discussion. But it occurs to me, and I made this point on, uh, on Echo Base Network. I don't, I don't, this whole back and forth, the rumors about the sequel trilogy, and by that we mean The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. There's this rumor going around that Disney is going to retcon that sequel trilogy out of canon. And it that and it, again, it's a rumor and it has been presented as a rumor. I don't think anybody has sat there and said this is actually happening. But the presentation of the rumor has been met with a lot of skepticism on one side and a lot of hope and and enthusiasm on the other I think the truth is somewhere in the middle as it usually is I don't think that Disney is going to retcon the sequel trilogy out of existence that that logistically and canonically is going to be a very 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 difficult road to hoe and that's a farming expression for those of you who are uh, from the suburbs and and the uh, the urban core so it's one of those things where the sequels exist. And I made the point, the sequels exist, we're stuck with them. Whether you like them or not is irrelevant to the fact that they exist. They're here. We have them. You have to deal with them. Now I know we've heard there are, you know, there's a, there's, with regard to the, the, the Rise of Skywalker, there's a Lucas cut, there's a Bob Iger cut, there's a Kathleen Kennedy cut. And, and, uh, okay, and maybe there's extra footage lying around that didn't get used in, in, in any one of those films. And I know there's footage, you know, they used footage of Carrie Fisher that had been shot for The Force Awakens and, and, and Last Jedi in order to finish out Rise of Skywalker. So there is footage. I can believe that. In every movie, there's going to be footage that gets deleted or doesn't get used for whatever reasons. It doesn't fit. you got to cut for time. This story, this story thread doesn't develop properly. Which you know, there, There's a lot of different reasons why you cut things out of a film. So I have no problem believing that there's additional footage that exists for all of these films. Now, can that be used to re-edit the sequels? Depends on what the footage is, and it depends on how much money they want to spend and what kind of effort they want to put into this. And I know a lot of people have gotten all, all up in a, in a tizzy about the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut is not precedent. 
And I think some people are looking at that, and, and yes, on the one hand, it is a fan populist movement, and populist movements apparently are, are a thing right now. We're seeing that with Wall Street bets and the whole thing with GameStop. And we saw it with the, the Snyder Cut. And I think the Snyder Cut is a unique set of circumstances because stop and consider just how this came about. You have Zack Snyder walking away from Justice League after the suicide of his daughter. It's an emotional time for the family. He's going through a lot. And in recent interviews, he's made mention of the fact that he just didn't have it in him to fight for the movie at the same time he was dealing with all of this. So that implies to me, and this is my opinion, this is just what I'm, what I'm reading between the lines, is that at the time, there's, there's this possibility that Warner Brothers wasn't on board and didn't really have a whole lot of faith in the project. If, if Snyder is talking about fighting the studio, then... Does that mean he was having issues with Warner Brothers not wanting to let him do what he wanted to do? If that's the case, then I can I can absolutely understand walking away and you know I've got to deal with my family first and and this stuff is not that that important. And the and the uh, the thing that you have to have to look at too. The other part of this with the Snyder Cut is all of the fan activity, all of the fan movement and the, the, um, the hue and cry and the social media movements and the billboards and the, and, the, and the signs behind the planes and all of that stuff. None of that would have mattered without HBO Max. Hello, Mazerus. Hello, Sci-Fi Snob. If Warner Brothers did not have a, a stake in HBO Max, if Warner Brothers did not have something to lose with HBO Max, we would not have the Snyder Cut. It's a very unusual and unique set of circumstances. And the word is that Jason Kalar at AT&T told Toby Emmerich at Warner Brothers to make this happen which says that Warner Brothers had no intention of making it happen until the corporate guys at AT&T said, you're going to make this happen because we can use this to sell HBO Max. Same as the deal that they've done now with putting all of their theatrical movies for 2021 simultaneously on HBO Max. We, want, we, we need the subscriptions. We need the money. We need the body count, as it were. So, it's not something that I think will be repeated. I don't think it's something, you know, people talk about the, the air cut and, and all these other things. And on occasion, we'll get a director's cut, we'll get an alternate cut. But I don't think we're going to get an alternate cut or any kind of director's cut or anything like that for any of the Disney, uh, the, the Star Wars sequel trilogy. I don't think that's in the cards. So, 
The other part of that, I mean, yeah, Snob says it'll it'll be repeated. They think they can make money. Yes, but there's only so many different. There's only so many projects. There's only a handful of projects where this set of circumstances exist, because you have the air cut of Suicide Squad, and let's say we get that, and then what? I don't know that. I mean. It's possible Hollywood learns the wrong lessons all the time, so it's possible they could sit there and go, hey, you know what? From now on, let's just shoot two different versions of the movie, and we'll get the X, the, the X and so cut after we release the theatrical. So, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just this, odd, it's this odd confluence of events. Uh, Mazur says, I hope after all the hype, it's better than the Donner cut of Superman 2, uh, which would have been good if Donner had actually completed the film in the first place. As it stands, Donner just slapped the old footage together. It was just kind of, eh. Well, see, that's, see, and that's the other thing, too, is the Donner cut, the Donner cut was crippled by the fact that there was certain, uh, certain pieces of footage that never got shot. You had some some audition footage that gets wrapped in there. You have some foot some some footage that uh, that Richard Lester shot that's in there to complete the story. And the the problem with uh, the Donner cut, especially if you watch it back to back with Superman seventy eight, is the is the time travel. That wasn't supposed to happen at the beginning, at, at the end of the first film. That was that was at the end of the second film, and for it to be reused now, quote unquote, kind of ruins the ruins the effect. I own the Donner cut as well, uh, and it's and it's great to have for historical purposes and archive purposes. Uh, but it is uh, a, a good example of what could have been, not necessarily. A director's cut of a film from another director, and this, and again, it, it's this. What's going on with Justice League between the Joss Whedon cut and the Snyder cut is a is a very unique set of circumstances, because Ayer did do, do the the Suicide Squad. There's no there's no replacement director doing something and making things different and doing a whole new movie. We, with Ayer, you've just got studio interference to make it more comedic and we've got to put these scenes in and cut these scenes out and it's, it seems to me it feels very much more like Schumacher's Batman movie Batman was it Batman Forever Batman and Robin uh, the one with Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze because you had the studio interfering because the marketing department was driving that film the marketing department was saying, we've got to sell toys. Put all this stuff in. Put all this stuff in. Put all this stuff in. And I feel that it feels like the air cut is more like that than it is what's going on with Snyder. But in any case, without HBO Max, you would not have the Snyder cut. No matter how much the fans clamored for it, you wouldn't have it. This is again. This is a unique set of circumstances, and AT and T made the call, not Warner Brothers. You have Jason Kalar calling the shots on this one, saying, "Toby, make it happen." Toby didn't want to do it. 
But as regards the the sequel trilogy, if I, don't hang your hat on the rumors of any kind of a recut or a or a retcon or anything like that. One, it costs money. Two, faction versus faction being what it might be, we're going to get you know you'll get pushback and resistance from the inside. There will be people at Lucasfilm who don't have any any need or desire or want to do this. And I don't know that your payoff would be enough because those three films are so divisive as it is. If Disney were to make the effort to go back through and try to quote-unquote fix them, then you're just going to divide the fandom all over again and basically throw salt in the wound for everything that happened. And a lot of people go back and point to this interview that John Favreau did as as a as a betrayal. You know, well Favreau confirms we're going toward the sequel trilogy. Well, you, you're kind of stuck with the sequel trilogy. You kind of have to make the best of it. Because that's established and and this has always been the case whether you're talking about the the extended universe or the or the new Disney story group canon. The films take precedent over everything else. The films create the spine, the backbone, and everything hangs on those. Whether it's canon or not, it has to be consistent with what happens in the movies. Even the television shows have to hew toward the films. So whether Favreau likes the sequel trilogy or not... Whether Favreau would love to erase them or not, he's just like all of the rest of us in that he's stuck with them. Now, how much The Mandalorian and all of these other series head in that direction, that's something that he has a little bit of control over. And it's entirely possible that he does all of these different things and takes the story in different directions and completely sidelines the sequel trilogy. We just know it's a thing, and it's over here, and we just go put it in the corner, and we don't talk about it. The sequel trilogy becomes the red-headed stepchild that nobody discusses. It exists. It's a thing, but we don't have anything to do with it. We're going to tell you these stories over here in this on this side of the room. That's really the only way that you're going to be able to do anything like this because retconning an entire trilogy of films is a massive undertaking and it's one that I don't think enough people want to do. Plus, there's no incentive to do it. I mean, Disney already has 80 million plus subscribers on Disney Plus and The Mandalorian drove a lot of that. So... Recutting the sequel trilogy, it you don't have any reason to at this point because there's no there's no money to be made from it. Now, if if Disney and Lucasfilm were in the same set of circumstances that Warner Brothers and AT and T were in, then maybe, maybe, but that's a very 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 long shot that you have anybody willing to do that kind of thing if 
the goal was to sell Disney Plus subscriptions, I can see at least a conversation taking place. But this bit about Favreau, you know, Favreau hasn't betrayed anybody. He's never sat there and said, well, we're going to completely ignore the prequels. And he even said early in this whole thing that, you know, the First Order is out there and, you know, we've got all of this time to explore what happened to get us to that point. So it's, it's no secret that the, pre, that the sequels have been part of the DNA of all of this from the beginning. That doesn't mean that he's obligated to tell that one story. He's not obligated to sit there and take through every single step of the, of the, the, the origins of the First Order and Snoke. He can hint at it. We do little winks and nods and cameos and Easter eggs and whatnot like we've seen... But that doesn't have to be his main story. And the other stuff with Ahsoka and Rangers of the First uh, Rangers of the New Republic and whatever else comes out, none of that has to go in any particular direction toward the Force Awakens. It can go in that general direction in terms of the time, but from a story standpoint, he's got all sorts of possibilities that he can that he can do in terms of, you know, getting 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 in that direction in the timeline without going to that particular movie. He doesn't have to connect to the Force Awakens. We just know that that's where the timeline is going. There's a difference. Sci-fi uh, Snob says Disney Plus numbers are inflated. Maybe. Uh, Mazer says, I like your idea of casting Sam Elliott as a leading man in Rangers of the New Republic, but maybe that's talk for Ranker Pit. <laughs> maybe. We could do some fan casting. Uh, that's that's certainly on the table. Um, yeah, and we are going, you know, we're we're putting together Salacious Crumbs for tonight. That'll be that's the news one. So any kind of a discussion on fan casting would yeah, definitely would be a ranker pit discussion. Maybe we throw that in there for Friday, because that's coming up Friday at nine Eastern, eight Central. Um, unless we get Gina, then maybe we'll go early. We're, to, we're, we're, we've got to, we've got to be careful, but, uh, office dog is, uh, office dog is on the case trolling Gina over on, on Twitter. Hopefully we'll catch her attention. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, Mazerus, uh, Mrs. Boss, Mazerus enjoys, uh, my disagreements with McKenna. Okay. Yeah, well, she does. She does make faces when I bring up certain topics, and there are there are times where I will stray into particular areas of discussion that are not fun and lighthearted. I've I've mentioned this already, and I know McKenna sometimes gets a little uncomfortable with some of the things that that get brought up, but. These are these are conversations that fans need to be having. It's not, you know, there is no benefit to sticking your fingers in your ears and going la 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 la. Fans need to have these these discussions. And well, 
let me rephrase that. Fans need to be able to have these discussions. It's not necessary that you have the discussion, but you need to be able to have the discussion. And too many times we've got this us versus them. If you don't like X, we're not going to talk. You know, and there's a lot of block bots and blocking and, and, and doxing and all this other other mean girl cancel culture stuff that goes on. And you can't have any kind of a discussion. Back in the 70s, back in the 80s, we had these kind of conversations all the time. And nobody hated on each other. Nobody threatened each other. Nobody tried to shoot each other. No, you know, there weren't, there weren't, you know, knives in the bathroom type of, of things. You know, you don't, it, we're not, we're not taking out back behind the Kentucky Fried Chicken after school and you know, pounding people. That just, it, that, that kind of thing just doesn't happen. The online equivalent happens now, but you know, some of these people, if you actually got up in their face physically in person, half of this, half of this would not, this would all go away. Because so many people hide behind the anonymity of the keyboard and they're really, really, really brave in their room by themselves. So, Sci-Fi Snob says, dance fight. There's a movie. <clears throat> yes! <laughs> there actually is a movie. It doesn't have anything to do with the Star Wars fandom or any kind of fandom. Um, but there is a movie. And I recommend it highly. We, we've talked about it here uh, a couple of, of times. It is called The FP. Uh, Foxtrot Papa. The FP is a, is a post, post-apocalyptic dystopian... What? That's not what it stands for. No, that's not what it stands for, but I'm, I'm, I'm using military jargon to denote the letters that I'm using. The FP. Uh, it is a, a post-apocalyptic dystopian type of story where uh, gangs fight for control of their territory using, what is it, Dan dance dance revolution, revolution type of, of video game. And whoever loses the video game dies horribly it's a it's it's a fun trippy uh very tongue very firmly planted in cheek movie the sequel is not as good uh but yeah the the fp i highly recommend it go go watch it when you're especially if you don't have anything else to watch it's a it's a fun was an hour and a half or so it's it's not a long film uh very low budget but it's a uh, it's a fun bit, but I think you know this this whole thing about about the Star Wars sequels. Just the further out we get, the less there is about you know any any ability to do any changes. And really, what kind of changes can you do at this point? I mean, you could do you could do uh, 
retcons and re-edits and that kind of thing. But really, what's the point? It's just going to fuel more animosity and it doesn't solve anything. And it doesn't change what kind of stories get told now in, in, the, in the Mandalorian era. Because that really kind of lives off by itself. Yes, it has a trajectory. Yes, there is something happening in the future that we already know about. But it doesn't really directly connect to this stuff. Uh, Sci-Fi Snob says, Funny story in the future that's one way a certain planet solves all international disagreements with a dance-off. So, okay, dance wars. There's your, there's your parody. Dance wars. Um... How would you? What would you call the Force Awakens parody? The uh, the funk awaken the funk awakens, and then the last the last cha cha, and the rise of moonwalking. See, I just come off of that just off the top of my head, right there. I'm a genius. Or something like that. Anyway, that just a couple of two two cents on on that. I mean, because you know, as much as people want to uh, praise Favreau, oh, Rise of the Rumba. I like that one. I like that one better. Rise of the Rumba. As much as people want to praise Favreau and Filoni for saving Star Wars, then they turn around and act like Favreau has stabbed them in the back by saying, "Well, you know, the sequels are still going to happen." Yeah. Make up your minds. Either he's a hero for for defending and protecting Gina Carano, or he's part of the he's part of the problem. I mean, opinions are blowing around in the wind, and uh, you guys not not you guys, but uh, fandom in general. These divisions in 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 fandom it only it only serves to keep this mean girl atmosphere going on. And I know a lot of people sitting there going, well, we told you, we told you it was going to be this way. And, you know, okay, what does that, what does that serve? You know, how does that do any good? You know, the, I told you so's and the, and the finger pointing and whatever else. So anyway, link to the FP is in the chat. We'll put it in the show description as well. Uh, apparently it's on on YouTube. Is that a rental? No, that's the actual film. The uh, the actual film is on YouTube legally. Yeah. All right, it's it's legal, so we'll we'll link to it. Um, Sci-Fi Snob says um, I reserve the right to change my opinion at random and on a whim. A lot of people do. That happens, and that's you know that's fine. Nobody says you got to stick to any particular opinion especially in light of new information because things happen information changes stories evolve like we saw with the whole thing with the gamestop thing you know i was i was doing my homework over the weekend to get ready for yesterday's conversation and the the story just kept changing it kept changing it was even changing yesterday even as we were we were on the air so the longer you go and the more information that comes out, 
the better idea that you have of what's actually going on. And really, it's it's kind of tough with this kind of thing because you have deliberate disinformation campaigns that have been launched against a lot of these YouTube channels like Doomcock and Geeks and Gamers and Nerdrotic and, and whoever else. You have... Uh, you have people have who are on camera admitting that they have shared false information in order to discredit their rivals. So, uh, Robert says GameStop closed down thirty-seven percent yesterday. It, I, I think we're on the, I think we're on the downslope on some of this stuff. Although you're uh, looking at uh, at Wall Street bets this morning, people are still saying hold the line, hold the line, and I'm seeing Poland, I'm seeing Switzerland, I'm seeing France, uh, Sweden, various different people from around the world uh, who are in on this now, who are who are holding on to their their stocks. So it's still early. Uh, I don't know what impact the whole silver thing is going to do because it's come out uh you know the media was trying to make it make it seem like we uh wall street bets was going after silver next and they weren't it's a it's a narrative that's been made up somewhere uh but it's had an impact so we'll see how it goes we'll see what what develops on this we'll keep it a we'll keep an eye uh, on that uh in the meantime uh you know Stuff happens, we keep track of it, and we, we talk about it. And we've already got a topic for next week's H2O. So that that's a thing. Tonight on this channel, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, we've got a new Salacious Crumbs with the latest Star Wars news that will be live here. And then on Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, The Ranker Pit... Uh, with the roundtable freeform discussions. And then tomorrow we will have a new live from the bunker. Our guest, we're going to, we're going to record this today. So it'll be pre-recorded. Our guest is going to be Flint Dill. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He is the grandson of John Dill, who was the creator of the Buck Rogers newspaper strip. We're going to be talking to him about the new Buck Rogers projects that have been announced. Uh, if you were watching Good Morning Multiverse, you know about this. George Clooney is uh, developing a new project, and I'm hearing it's a series, a limited series. I'm also hearing word that we may be getting another movie as well. So we'll we'll take a look. We'll check in with him. Flint Flint is involved in the Clooney project, at least on the consulting level. We'll ask him about it, and we'll talk about the legacy of Buck Rogers. Uh, because he has been around for quite a while. So tune in for that tomorrow. And again, we don't have a show on Thursday. And then Friday, we should have a new Tardis sauce uh, talking about Doctor Who. So it's a full week this week. And uh, we do appreciate all of you being here for all of it, for as much of it as you can. Uh, feel free to share. And that's going to do it for us today. I'm going to keep this short today because we've got so much that we're going to do today. Uh, so ne tomorrow, Flint Dill, no show on Thursday. Tartar sauce on Friday. Salacious crumbs tonight. So stay tuned. Keep your notifications on. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Track us down on all the social media. And we will be 
back with more live from the bunker. And remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.